and I'm so excited and like elated in my body to wake up in the morning and do this and create where before I had a feeling that it was only going to take people so far. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl. If you're listening to this in real time, I am recording this during the pandemic. We're about five months in to our COVID quarantine days. And I want to share with you my three takeaways from closing my brick and mortar fitness studio. The last five months have been extremely up and extremely down. I've had some of the best months of my life and I've had some of the worst months of my life. And this whole episode, I want to share with you my story of how I closed the business and I've closed another brick and mortar in the past as well. And I want to share the difference between this one and the last one. My three takeaways are so important. You know, I really sat down and thought about the things that I learned and I could be here all day. I've probably learned thousands and thousands of things from having this business and not just from closing it, but actually having this business. And, but I wrote down the three takeaways from closing the business, actually locking that door and walking away and saying, okay, what did I receive from all of this? And it's interesting because what I noticed is that it's more general, it's more broad than small, minute little lessons that I've learned. And I hope that makes sense. The first takeaway that I had from closing the business is that moving forward, I would like to create for me. I would like to choose for me. Choose for you, Joanna. That's what I got. Because what I received, the knowing was that, oh my gosh, I was choosing for everyone else. I was choosing for our clients. And I love you clients. Shout out to you. But yet I was putting you before myself. I was choosing for my staff. Thank you, staff. And yet I was choosing for them, putting me way, way last. And moving forward with any business that I create in the future, I would like to choose for me. And let me give you an example. I would teach a class. I would create a class time. I would create a class description, a class title of what others wanted. And yes, I totally get it. We want to ask our clients, we want to get their perspective and what they would like. I totally get it. And I would still choose for them, even though I'm like, oh, I don't want to teach that time. Oh, I'd rather just teach two days a week. Oh, right. I'll teach four days a week. Things like that. I was not choosing for me and my health 
and what I would like to do. And I'm really discovering that in order for me to get expansive and energetically bigger and stronger as a person, I got to start choosing for me. I closed the brick and mortar doors, and now I have an online academy called the Live Fully Academy. It's everything that I always wanted with fitness that just did not put into the business. I led with only the body and fitness things, and I wanted clients to have that full circle of transformation, the full circle of actually changing their life and their body. And now that's what I'm creating. And I'm so excited and like elated in my body to wake up in the morning and do this and create where before I knew, I had a feeling that it was only going to take people so far, even though I was creating for them, it really wasn't creating for them. And it was limiting them. It was giving them what they thought they wanted, and yet it could take them so far. That was the first takeaway that I got. Joanna, moving forward, I will create for me and which will give me so much elation to wake up in the morning, so much excitement to wake up in the morning. And I will attract those other people that want the same thing or that get it, that do want the full transformation. And so I'm excited for that. That's the first thing that I received. The second takeaway from closing the brick and mortar doors is to ask for what I would like to have, to ask for what I want. It is not to tell others what I don't want. It's not to tell others what they're doing wrong. It's to be clear with my asks. It's to be clear with explaining to people what I would like to receive from them and what I will give to them. For example, the last five months, up until the end of June, I was negotiating with my landlord. And it was so interesting to me because I was talking to other brick and mortar business owners and asking them if they were still paying rent. And every single one said yes. And I'm like, really? I actually got two, maybe three months. I got three months. That's right. Awesome. How does it get better than that? I got three months free rent. Now, if I had to pay rent for the whole four months that I was in, the actual, let's say the commercial spot. Oh my gosh, I wouldn't have lasted one month. So we went into quarantine in the middle of March. I wouldn't have lasted till April. I wouldn't have lasted till May 1st. There's no way. And I was so intrigued by seeing other businesses still open. I'm like, they're still open? How are they paying rent? And they're not open, but meaning they're still there. And I asked them, why didn't you ask your landlord for free rent? They're like, I didn't even know what free rent is. I'm like, wow. Okay, cool. Joanna, there's something that you know here. How can you maybe educate others about free rent? So I got two to three months free rent. Doesn't matter. And then we were negotiating for a month, two months on, okay, 
She's like, it's time to pay rent now. What are you going to pay? And I said, well, I would like to pay this. And I offered her about less than 20% of the rent that I was paying. And she pretty much said, F you, I'm not going to receive that. Like, take this and shove it up your, you know? So uh, I was like, okay, I would like to pay this. Then I offered her like 25% of the whole rent, right? And again, she's like, no. So I gave her, she came back and still gave me a really good price. And I ran the numbers and it still could not work. And if you're listening to this in real time, as you drive by, there's businesses out there that are already in the hole. They're already in the red already. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I could feel them because I got out before it got bad. I got out before I had to choose for everybody else to save something that was going to be changing in the future, which led to my takeaway three. Let's review takeaway two is to ask for what you would like to have. Ask for it. What is she going to do? So she said like F you in the text, like pretty much stick it up your, you know. Okay. So she said that all good. She has a total right to say that because yeah, I did offer her a very, very low amount. That was number two. Number three, what I took away is that I'm so grateful that I like to study trends as a business owner, as even if you're not a business owner, if you are in a certain arena of work, study that arena of work, study the past, study the future. If you're a doctor, study the past of being a doctor, study where doctor, where being a doctor is going. If you're a coach, what did coaches do in the past? What do coaches do in the future? Do you get what I'm saying? I talk to other business owners and they have no clue of what is going to happen. I'm like, are you studying the future? In 10 years, this and this is going to happen. People told us we were going to have cell phones. We were going to be able to talk to somebody with FaceTime, being able to see their face. And in the 80s and 90s, like we couldn't even fathom that. They were like, wow, that's going to be so cool. And I remember seeing that and only thinking, what if somebody calls me and I don't have my makeup on or I don't look good? Like, that's what I thought, right? I didn't even think that was going to happen. I'm like, what if I don't want to answer the phone now because they can see what I look like and I want to hide? I mean, because what I'm trying to explain is that we can't see the logical side yet. And I'm glad that I have that willingness and curiosity to study the past and study the future of business, of trends, of the world, of people, of what we're going to be doing. And I have been studying for already the past five to 10 years before this. So starting 2010-ish, 2008-ish, I was already studying what was going to happen in 2020. I already knew, I didn't know COVID was going to happen, but I knew something of this nature was going to happen. I was telling everybody around me, and I know I sounded like a broken record. I'm like, get on social media, get online. You got to get online. You got to do this. You got to do this, right? And I wasn't doing it. I was studying it again because I was choosing for others. I had zero time left in the day to create the online business. I was working on it a little bit on the side, and yet I never pulled the trigger because there was like no time left in the day. I was not choosing for Joanna. And that's interesting that these are the things that I was studying and beginning to be aware of 
and yet I did not apply it because I didn't know it yet. And now I know it. I was using Zoom before. I was doing things of that nature before, yet not 10xing it the way I am now. And my takeaway for that third one is to study those trends, study the future, and 10x it, double down on it. That's why I left the Fit Factor and I closed the brick and mortar doors because I knew, and I'm going to say in my awareness, in my intuition, in my knowing, I know that fitness is changing. I did not want to be the blockbuster of movies. And I'm going to say blockbuster video. If everybody can remember blockbuster video, they were still renting videos and Netflix came in, drove them out of business. I did not want to be the Toys R Us of fitness where Toys R Us is hanging in, thinking that Amazon is just going to be a phase and Toys R Us missed the mark. I did not want that to happen. And I could see fitness is changing. I still believe that boutique fitness studios will be here in the future and it will be different. I believe that people will work out from home and also go into a gym or just work out from home or both because I'm looking at the Gen Zers. I'm looking at the five-year-olds now. I'm looking at the 10-year-olds now thinking, what are they going to do in 10 years? What are their traits now? What are their habits now? And what will they be doing in the future? Because that's legacy. That's the future. And many times as humans, we think that everybody does everything just like we do. So if I'm in my 40s, I'm in my 30s, I'm in my 50s, whatever age, you think everybody does things the way you do. And yet I'm in my 40s and I am studying what the 10-year-old and what the 5-year-old is doing. Because I'm like, if I want to be in business when I'm in my 50s, I would like to talk to that person when they're 20, that person when they're 15, that person when they're 27. Because that 27-year-old right now is 17 in high school. And I study them and I talk to them. And I want to know what lights their fire. And I'm noticing that some business owners are missing the mark right now because they're holding on to the past. I believe that restaurants are changing. They may not look the same in the future. It might be a story that we tell our kids and go, wow, when I was in my 20s, we used to just sit down at a restaurant. Really? Wow. I'm wondering in the future if restaurants all go to reservations and not just a walk-in. There might be a few walk-ins. And I wonder, I don't know. I'm not a fortune teller. I don't know what's going to happen. And yet I'm studying it though. I'm watching it. I'm like, mm, okay, something is shifting here. Something is changing. Let's go to where the economy is going. Joanna, let's go to where the future is going. Let's create something to where the world is shifting. And that is why it was so light for me and easy for me to close the doors. I was actually not that sad or afraid. I had a dance studio called JV Dance Center, and that was my first brick and mortar endeavor. And I opened that in 2004. And when I opened that business, that was before Facebook, before MySpace, before YouTube, before everything. Business was extremely different back then and a little bit easier to scale faster. 
Now, no, I, I do take that back. It was different to scale faster with what I knew then. Now it's a different way of business where I see business owners that are stuck in the 90s and the 2000s still want to do business the same way today in 2020. That's what I mean. So what I knew at that time was working for me at that time. And now in 2020, what I knew then is not working now. And I am adapting and changing with it and knowing that I do not want to have a brick and mortar in 2020 moving forward. I did it. That was nice. In the past, it worked for what I knew and what my zone of geniuses are. And now moving forward, my zone of geniuses will be better and greatly served in a different platform. So I want to review these three things. And then I do want to tap on one more thing. Let's go through those three takeaways that I had. First one was to create for me. Think about that. Where are you creating for you? And where are you creating for others? Second takeaway is to ask for what I would like. Please, where in your life can you ask for what you would like? Rather than telling others what they're doing wrong, what you don't like, and what you don't want. How can you explain what you would like to have? And the third thing is studying the past, studying the future, studying trends and moving with it rather than holding on to the past, white knuckling it and thinking things are going to change and they're changing, but they're changing into the future and into new possibilities rather than holding on to the past. And the last thing that I did want to tap on is that I was very proud of myself the way I did close the business. I did not ghost people. I did not ghost the business. I did not leave because I was embarrassed, because I was shameful, and because I was trying to hide. In my other business, in the dance studio, that's what happened. I was overwhelmed. I was full of shame and I just wanted to run and leave. And when I left, I left it with a big, like, I'm out of here. And it was nothing towards the people there. It was just that I was exhausted and I was immature and I was embarrassed. And this time I did not want that to happen. I wanted to be a beautiful, clean walk away. I didn't want to feel that guilt, that feeling of I need to forgive myself for what happened, which I'm still working on from that and for that, I am so grateful. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Look, I really want to hear what your takeaways were from today's episode. DM me on social, especially Instagram. I live there. Joanna Vargas official. Screenshot the episode and then write your takeaway and tag me. I really want to hear your takeaway from today's episode. That really means so much to me. And tag me rather than a DM so that I can share it with my friends, and with my tribe. I am so happy that you've decided to go on this journey with me. I'm so incredibly grateful. Remember to live fully. You are magical. You are not small. You're big. You're powerful. You've got this. And girls, always get back up. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored 
If you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review, I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.